0: free talk live you can bring up anything you want it is the live saturday edition of the program as always you can join us here at 800-259-9231 and joining you tonight it's ian And Mark. Once again, that's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, where you'll find that all the features there are completely free. So head over there and enjoy them on us. In fact, everything you see on the front page of the site has been created by listeners like you. You get to submit different things to the site, should you like. You can vote on things, should you like. Vote them up, vote them down. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the list there at freetalklive.com. It's an interesting resource to use for all sorts of liberty-oriented news items or items of interest to people who are liberty-oriented. Uh, so go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Sometimes we'll pull stuff from our front page. Sometimes we pull it from other places. But there's uh, all kinds of uh, school-related news here to uh, to throw out there tonight, including... Uh, the banning of some books. Maybe we'll get a chance to touch on that. But, Mark, you wanted to open things up with a mom who has been – was she arrested? Um, Yes. I mean, she's been charged. Uh, I guess that's an arrest. She has been arrested for getting on a school bus. To
1: to help her child that she believed was ill. Can you explain that? Yeah. This is from uh, Sarah Genham at the Patriot News. Um, All Tara Keener knew was that – she could see through the windows of a big yellow school bus as uh, she walked down the perry county her Perry County driveway that other kids were standing over her kindergartner's assigned seat, yelling that Xander was slumped over. Help he's not moving, she recalled during a recent court hearing. We can't wake him up, so she ran to the bus up the steps and onto the landing like the, any good mom would do. The driver told her she couldn't get on the bus <laughs> it's against the law. Wow. Keener kept going. My focus was on my son, she right. told the judge. The hell with your law. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, <laughs> your law means nothing to right. me. Can you imagine
0: uh, her just saying, oh, OK, and turning around? And oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, my son's you know, sick and dying there on your right. bus. What happened? And she's, by the way, a, 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 an ER nurse. So oh, okay. who, who do you want? The school bus driver saying it's against the law dealing with your son who's ill or you, right. the ER nurse? So what happened on that uh, December 15th has earned Keener a misdemeanor charge of unlawfully entering a school bus. She has uh, facing a third-degree misdemeanor, an offense that could lead to a year in jail Mm. and, get it, $2,500 fine. Wow! See, this is what I think it's all about. It's all about the money. You think? I do. I mean, come on. It's about the money. All these municipalities and states, they're dying for money. Just give us some extra money, lady. We'll leave you alone.
0: But that's what I had a judge tell me the other day that uh, they, they really needed my money and that uh, you know giving them twenty five dollars for a recording at the court would be useful to them.
1: <laughs> she's now awaiting trial in uh, Perry County. The bus company remembers the story a little differently. Good for her for going to trial, by the way. The driver asked Keener to leave. She has a, a lawyer and uh, she's going to take it all the way. I guess. Did they say it was a bus company? Yes. The bus company is usually contracted with um, for by the the school district. Huh. I the never driver heard of such asked. A thing. Well, it's cheaper than paying them those uh, government bureaucrat uh, pensions, you know. I got you. The driver asked Keener to leave the bus, and she refused. Uh, she said no one was – the bus driver says no one was screaming help, that Xander was sleeping like he had before, and that the bus wasn't uh, given time enough to handle the situation. The driver was, wasn't given enough time to handle it herself. So she says, oh, no, no one was screaming. Now, I would think a bus driver – Just this is just my guess. I'm not saying I believe one side or the other in this. I don't care. Um, I think that I, I think that a parent that's forced to pay for school bus services should be allowed to get on the bus. You have got to get the reason that they decided to charge this lady. It's insane. Okay, um, but if the woman the woman paid for it, I think it, she should be allowed on one way or the other. I think the bus driver tends to, you know, they probably don't recognize yelling like they used to. They hear yelling by kids all day long. This is true. That's just my guess. Everyone's focused, um, everyone's focused on he wasn't really sick, says Keener's attorney, uh, Jeffrey Engel. How do you know that? He could have been choking on a Jolly Rancher. I can hop a fence to save someone who's drowning, even as it says keep out, if the harm sought to be avoided is greater than the probable, possible violation of the crime. And this hmm. is true. This is sort of common law. Um, At a June 15th preliminary hearing, Keener testified that older kids were hovering over Xander when she got on the bus. They moved away and looked at me like they were scared and said that they couldn't wake him, she testified. I had to physically shake him vigorously to wake him up. Keener never thought that this would land her in court, Engel says. After all, she and her husband had boarded the school bus with their son as part of a program, apparently, that goes against the law that helps kids get over their fears in the first few days of school. So Hmm. it's okay to get on the bus the first few days of school, but not after that. Well, only when they say so. Yeah. And days after the incident, a trooper told her she wasn't going to be charged. Then almost five months later, Keener received a notice in the mail that she was facing a third-degree misdemeanor. Five months? Yeah. Why the delay? Perry County District uh, Attorney Charles uh, Chenet III, who initially said this was one of those situations that could go either way, said he ch- changed his mind after a conversation with uh, Pamela Schaefer, the assistant to Dennis Dumm from Dumb's bus services, um, contracted by the West Perry schools to transport all the kids uh, to school each day. The bus company's main point is we can't let one person do this because pretty soon you'll have all the parents on, on there, Chenet said. Most parents aren't oh, wait, a problem.
0: Not all kids are going to have a heart attack, or you know, have some sort of a sleeping problem, or whatever it was that was going on with this kid, some sort of health emergency. I mean, the, the idea that all parents are going to just get on the bus and what, hang out there on the bus until it's time to go? Are they going to ride on the? Are they worried the parents are going to want to ride the bus all the way to school and then ride home? I mean, here's what?
1: the here's the punchline though. Um, most parents are on a problem, but what do you do when a sex offender wants to get on the bus and get his kids off? We need to have that pay, uh, protection in place. Now, come on. Yes, there are sex offenders with kids, but what are they going to do to other people's kids on, on the bus while well, the bus driver's got that mirror that he can look at everything or he Absurd. or she can... It's absolutely insane. It's like sex offenders have this aura, this, this, <laughs> this odor that wraps, like, that goes and diddles kids maybe, that just
0: come near them. Maybe they're worried that uh, the kids
1: will turn into sex offenders if they get too close. It's insane. Wow. Here's where things get a little murky. Schaefer. Now, basically, this is an argument between Chenet, the uh, the the district attorney um, here, that says mm. that, oh yeah, it was the bus company that convinced me, and then the bus company's like, oh, we didn't convince him. We were just looking for some clarification from this guy. He's the people that charges folks. So it just kind of goes back and forth here. Pass the buck. Yeah, I, I don't. Frankly, I think it's disgusting. Neither one of them wants to take responsibility for charging this lady. Well, Why don't only they just say, who's Look, responsible. we don't want parents on the bus. And hey, the, the, you know that's what the bus company should say. And then the the state's attorney or the district District Attorney should say, we want your money, lady. Hmm. That's it. Give us $2,500. bucks. we will make this all go bye-bye. And that's what it's all about. The, the case will likely go before a jury. But remember, folks, they don't care whether it costs them money to put a jury on because they can just tax you more. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, you know, jury trial. This lady's, you know, costing the ta- the town money. She's demanding a jury trial when we know she's guilty. It's insane. Good for her for demanding a jury Absolutely. trial. Absolutely. This is what everybody should do. They should not take the plea bargain, especially not the first plea bargain, because mm-hmm. this is what always happens. You know, they dangle something in front of you. want you to take it and make it go away. You gotta understand that in this country, less than one point one percent of people that are charged with something actually get found not guilty. That's because the vast majority, like ninety-nine point something percent of people. Take the plea bargain because it's easier than getting a lawyer or trying to fight it on your own. I mean, we've got a product called Jurisdictionary at Jurisdictionary.com that will teach you how to fight these uh, cases on your own. And you just don't roll over for these folks. No jury is going to convict this. It seems to me. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I don't trust juries very much, but it seems it seems like juries have lost their mind if they convict this lady for going on the bus. No kidding. What and was the charge again?
0: Unauthorized?
1: They didn't say what the charge was. They just said it was a third-degree misdemeanor, punishable by up to a year in jail, because that'll help everybody, and a $2,500 fine. Right. Uh, so it's... <laughs> right. A $2,500 <laughs> pe- fine's really going to help, too. Yeah. So uh, I'm not budging, says Engel. This is the um, uh, this is the attorney. The, I think the bus company is driving this, no pun intended, and I think that they're uh, overreacting. I, I just don't... Uh, I just I don't, don't see seen 12 the, people convicting convicting this woman. I agree with them. It's him.
0: not the bus. No, I don't agree with the the idea that it's the bus company that's doing this. They can't bring the charge. Only the prosecutor can bring the charge. Yeah, I, and he could look at that and say, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Go away. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're – I'm sure that ER nurse thought to herself – why did she run on the bus? Um, I'm sure she thought that there was some problem with her son. It doesn't matter whether she's right or not. Sure. Frankly, it doesn't matter to me whether her, whether even, you know, if, if you're a parent, a you mom. should be able to go on, get your kid, and take him off. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, I can see why that could take a little bit longer. Uh, you know, I don't know. But this making it illegal, that's all the government has. They can't. They have to make all their rules punishable by something.
0: The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways. I can't imagine there's even, like, an issue here where anyone would disagree. 1-800-259-9231. I mean, does anybody actually think that uh, this woman should be charged with a criminal act? Yep, please call in. one 259 9231 You can bring up anything. Book band coming up. Free Talk Live.
1: Are you
2: looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We've got listening options for you online. You can go and tune into our live streams. Both broadband and dial-up versions are there for you. At listen.freetalklive.com. And like the rest of our website, they're completely free. In addition, you'll learn about the 109 great radio stations across the country that air the show throughout the week and when they do that. In addition to that, our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, two different channels up there on XM, plus our free to air KU band satellite channel, as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to do that. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of our banner column. Now, there's more insanity uh, in these government schools, and we'll continue here with uh, news about a book ban in just a moment. But I want to still kind of focus on a few more points on this, uh, this school bus situation. Apparently, somewhere – I forget where the story was from. This is from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Perry, Perry County. Perry County, Pennsylvania. Apparently, they're contracting with uh, with some sort of school bus company. But either way, it's probably against the rules to get on a regular government school bus as well in a lot, in a lot of places. It certainly is in
1: Pennsylvania.
0: So they have arrested one mother for caring enough about her child, her child's well-being, to get on the school bus and attempt to
1: help him. I can't imagine any parent wouldn't do that if they thought that her, their child was in danger like this lady did.
0: Absolutely. And so she's, uh, she's looking at a year in jail, $2,500 fine. So what's the solution? Well, obviously getting the government out of schools is a good step because then you'll actually have the marketplace providing uh, schools to people and they'll be competing to provide the best schooling and different types of schooling and doing it at the lowest price possible.
1: Well, then I agree with you that that's the big solution that uh, that that there should be no government schools. Well, and as um, a
0: result of that, there may be uh, private uh, companies competing to transport kids to school, and so therefore, you as a parent would be contracting with either that company or the school, and it's more likely that they'd be a little more friendly if they if they didn't have a monopoly on bus service. You
1: know, like they said, most parents when they try to get on the bus, if they're told, "Hey, it's a, you know you can't come on the bus; it's illegal," I guess is what the bus. Uh, Uh, drivers say, that they would be just as likely to not do it if you were told, hey, look, I'm sorry, you can't come on the bus, it's against the rules. You know, you just say, it's against the rules. You don't have to have a year-in-jail threat here, Mm -hmm. and this is what it's going to cost the taxpayers of Perry County untold thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to hold this court case over a $2,500 fine for an ER nurse who was going to check on her kid. It's insane. Now, I agree with you that uh, sort of the big solution that there should be no public school at all. Everybody always says, oh, what about the poor kids? Well... Public schools aren't about poor kids. Public schools are welfare for middle class people, mm. people that don't need it, people that don't need to take money from me and my kid in order to educate their kid. I'm never going to send my son to a public school. I have no interest in him being indoctrinated and dealing with crap like this, the, dealing with uh, you, know, you, the government believing they own you and owning your child. I'm never going to send my kid there. So every dollar they take to educate other people's kids at the school is a dollar they're taking away from my son. It's theft, outright theft. And if they want to uh, you know, if they want to take put poor people and they poor kids in school, they'd have some kind of scholarship Mark, program. Mark, you just
0: don't care about the community.
1: What what's the community have to do with putting uh, people that could afford to send their kids to school? Mark, we need
0: money so we can send these kids to school so we can have a better life down here. Are you the telling
1: road. me middle class people would not educate their kids? Well, some they people. do in every other country.
0: Well, there could be some parents that wouldn't send their kids to school. So um, you need to force s- some, them all to go. Some
1: parents have um, homeschool their kids. You, they allow parents to homeschool now. Are you telling me that, uh, you know, what? what's that have to do with it? I don't know. There, hey. There's no excuse for this. No. It's all about the teachers union. This is what it's all about.
0: Toll-free number 800-259-9231, the school board in Republic, Missouri, according to HuffingtonPost.com, has voted 4-0 to zero to eliminate Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-5 and Sarah Ockler's 20 Boys Summer from the high school curriculum and the library, respectively, after a local man led an effort to deem the novels inappropriate. Wesley Scroggins, a business professor at Missouri State University, who also pioneered a movement to reshape middle school sex education classes in republic schools, wrote in a column last year that Vonnegut's classic contained enough profanity to make a sailor blush. Boy, because our kids today, they don't know profanity. They've never heard naughty words before. Never. And he warned that 20-day summer, or excuse me, 20-boy summer was similarly dangerous. In this book, Scruggins wrote, drunken teens also end up on the beach where they use their condoms to have sex. My
1: teaching kids to use condoms. What a terrible
0: idea. Right. Or acknowledging the uh, idea that teenagers will drink and or have
1: sex. You know, if they don't read about it, they'll never, refig- they'll, they'll never even come up with the idea. <laughs> if, if our library books don't have, uh, don't have drinking and sex in them, kids will never figure that out.
0: So the board has voted four to zero uh, to ban this, it, and uh, of the members of the school board who voted on the issue, only one had actually read either of the books in question. I've read Slaughterhouse-Five. I
1: haven't read this other one.
0: The superintendent of the Republic District, Vernon Minor, was out of town and did not return emails and calls requesting comment because he doesn't care. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to care about your questions and your comments or, or, or whatever it is a news reporter wants to know. Hey, I'm just doing my job. We, we are just doing following orders. He told the UPI, though, on Monday that Ockler's 20 Boys Summer promotes or sensationalizes sexual promiscuity, which contributed to the book's removal outside. Is it? The,
1: well, let's, let's ban the Kinsey report, too.
0: Outside of the Republic School District, Summer has received positive reviews with Booklist and Kirkus both deeming it a mature romantic work in the vein of Nicholas Sparks and Jodi Picoult. After the banning was announced, the author took to her blog where she lambasted the decision, saying that not every teen who has sex outside of a relationship feels guilty, shameful, or regretful later on. And you can ban my books from every damn district in the country. I'm still not going to write to send messages or make teens feel guilty because they've made choices that some people want to pretend don't exist. She says, that's my choice, and I'll never be ashamed of my choice to write about real issues. Slaughterhouse-Five, Vonnegut's satirical World War II time-traveling saga, was voted the 18th greatest English-language novel of the 20th century by the Modern Library. It ought s- to be. Featured in Time Magazine's 100 Greatest Novels of the 20th Century issue. But it's not allowed in the Republic School District libraries at this point. In 2000, Slaughterhouse-Five was removed from the sophomore reading list at a Coventry, Rhode Island high school after a parent complained that it contains vulgar language, violent imagery, and sexual content. In 2006, the book was ultimately retained on the Northwest Suburban High School District 214 reading list in Arlington Heights, Illinois, after a board member elected amid promises to bring her Christian beliefs into all board decision-making pointed out a few controversial excerpts that she'd found on the internet, meaning she hadn't actually read the book herself. In 2007, the book was challenged. You
1: know, uh, to step down, real quick. Uh, the Bible says not to curse. Um, it's pretty clear on this, mm-hmm. um, and cursing isn't what is done today in the United States. Cursing is may a thousand fleas. <laughs> fall upon your tent and and, and and chase your children and your camels. You know that's a curse. Um, whereas what we have is like uh, cussing. It's not really profanity. Profanity yeah. has to do with like GD. That's profane. Whereas the f bomb, not profane. Did you just say it's a vulgar. thousand
0: fleas fall upon your tit
1: tent? Oh okay. One eight
0: hundred. Didn't people live in tents back then? Two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control here. Bring a few thoughts. Free talk. Live.
1: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want, the live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. And certainly tell us how you feel about the idea of banning books. It's still going on. The more things change, the more they stay the same in some cases. By the way, you can get your Liberty message to thousands of people per month for fractions of a penny apiece. And you can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Check them out and let your voice be heard. That's libertystickers.com. Of course, I want to also invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where you can grab news updates. The latest information about Free talk Live is available to you via email or Twitter or Facebook. Get some Signed up for any one of those that you would prefer and do it for free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. So the news that we're reporting uh, at this moment is out of, uh, let's see, a school district, the Republic School District in Missouri, Republic, Missouri. They voted four to zero to eliminate Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five and Sarah Ockler's Twenty-Boy Summer from their high school curriculum and the library as well and it's all because of uh, one man who's a business professor at missouri state university who has uh, you know wrote a column apparently last year about vonnegut's book and the other book saying it contained enough profanity to make a sailor blush and then there's teen sex in the other book and we just can't be having this kind of stuff in in our in our schools and to what to some extent i understand where he's coming from like he's upset That this government monopoly school system is plying his children and other people's kids that might have a similar belief system or parents that might have a similar belief system as his with stuff they find objectionable. And to that end, I would suggest the solution is not to censor, uh, but to, again – there's only one solution to end the
1: government schools. One thing's easier, though. It's a heck of a lot easier to censor a book or two through the public school system, which has got to be an incredibly daunting task, mm-hmm. right, to just to get anything done inside the public school system. It's a heck of a lot easier to get a book or two banned than it is to try to get rid of this monopoly. I can tell you, I, you know, I'm offended every time I have to write a property, value, a property tax check because I know that those things, 70 percent of that thing goes to, uh, to educate people who make better money than I do, live in bigger houses and drive nicer cars, educate their kids.
0: I get where you're coming from, Mark, and a lot of people are frustrated with the government schools, but no one's willing to do what it really takes. That's true. And what it really takes is for people to stop paying for them. Oh, you're not going to do that because you're scared, right? I mean, you you believe that they're going to come and take your house from you, and you're probably right about that, but if enough people were to have the, the, the gumption the huevos, to go ahead and stop paying for the government schools, then that solves your problem overnight. Problem solved. If enough parents were to say, no more of this... And for instance, like here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, 60% of my property taxes, and Mark, where you live, it's like 80%. Um, it has uh,
1: been. It's gone, gone down just a little bit. But well, whatever.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. It's a it's majority. A lot. On anybody's property tax bill in New Hampshire, the majority of it goes to the government schools. So to just have a group of household homeowners say, nope, no more of this, we, we're, we've got the coalition against government schools. We're going to uh, take the money that we've earned, and we're going to either put it toward our own kids' education, or maybe give some money to a local scholarship, or charity, or or something like that, and that would solve the problem overnight. Because if some people stopped, then I think other people would be encouraged to stop as well. And then the government's going to have to figure something out. If they're not getting money coming in, they're going to have to figure out a new solution, because they can't steal homes from everybody.
1: You know, private schools um, can be as as much as ten times more efficient as far as dollars spent per student mm-hmm. as public schools. So, I mean, 10 times, that's an incredible number. That means that uh, you don't need to steal money from nine people to pay for your kid to go to school. It's true. If you just get rid of uh, public schools, then parents would be able to afford to send their kids to private school anyway. And the ones that couldn't, you uh, you know, I mean, they could have some kind of need-based scholarship programs, you know, all these things, they exist out there. I went to a private school for nine years and they had these things. They, they wanted kids to come to their school that couldn't, those parents couldn't afford it. They wanted that and they made that available I don't know how many kids were turned away. I can't imagine too many were, because they wanted kids there. They had a mission.
0: Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, Jim is listening in Wyoming to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hello, Jim. You're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, how you doing?
0: Just great. What's on your mind tonight?
3: Oh, uh, well, you mentioned about the book banning, and uh, I was just saying it's funny how history repeats itself. Didn't they do this in Nazi Germany during World War II, where they were trying to ban all the books?
1: There have been many t- totalitarian regimes that have uh, banned books. Um, you know, the Nazis sure. are the easiest ones to to pull out of the hat. Uh, they're, they're 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 pretty much vilified by everybody except the the true fringe nut jobs, but. Yes, it's been going on here for. Answer.
0: It's been going on in this country for a long time. Well, and this article, the United States, to, is
1: the birthplace of fascism.
0: Well, the Huffington Post has outlined just a few incidents of where just this one book, Slaughterhouse Five, has been uh, banned in a variety of different locations. Uh, in Howell, Michigan, they uh, there was, was challenged apparently in a court to determine whether it violated laws against the distribution of sexually explicit material to minors. Uh, thankfully, in that case, they decided against taking any further legal action. Uh, and the prosecutor at that point wrote that it's It's clear that the explicit passages illustrated a larger literary, artistic, or political message and were not included solely to appeal to the prairie and interests of minors. But that doesn't matter to some people. They look at this and they say, oh, well, there's one dirty word in there, and I can't have my kids being exposed to this. It's absolutely absurd.
4: Yeah, that's true. And another point I wanted to make, uh, you were talking about if uh, if a couple people would just get
3: together and start this coalition— to uh, not pay for these new books or whatnot. I mean, that's first of all, it takes a while to get something. Right. But before that happened, if the government could find you and label you as a troublemaker, and cause all kinds of problems in your life.
0: Sure could. We got to let you go. Your phone's kind of iffy. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty
1: one. Yeah, my phone not... was dropping out there, but uh, it's it's true. The government, you know, the government does like to go after people that they've labeled troublemakers. It's true.
0: Oh absolutely. They're going after me right now, uh here in Keene, New Hampshire. They've they certainly wanna, labeled you as a troublemaker. They want to uh you know, they want to make a, an example out of me. Unfortunately, whenever they do that stuff, it just seems to upset people even more and activate them even further and uh and get them here in New Hampshire even even faster. But I wasn't proposing that people uh you know stop paying for books. I'm proposing you stop paying for the government school. Now of course you'd have to take your kid out as well. Like if you if you're a parent uh, or if you're a you know set of parents and your child is going to a government school, number one, there are plenty of reasons to take your kids out of government school. Period. I mean, even if you're not going to stop paying right, for them. Because
1: the government will try to throw you in jail because uh, you're going on the bus to help your sick child. I mean, that's what's happening in this, uh, your this case here. Or your kids
0: could bring a you know, butter knife to school and have it confiscated and possibly arrested. Uh, or if they're in Texas, yep. they could be arrested for a misdemeanor crime for flashing, you know, showing their buttocks out the back bus window or, or making a disruption in class or some other thing that almost every kid has, uh, has done at some point in, in his school career. They're essentially criminalizing kids at these government schools, and it's, it's really really scary what they're doing. Plus, there's also the whole socialist indoctrination, the the pro-state, pro-fascist indoctrination that goes on at these government schools as well. So there there are all manner of reasons to, first things first, get your kids out of these schools. Get them out. But even if your kids, whether your kids are, uh, are in the government schools or out of the government schools, I was proposing stopping paying for the government schools across the board. I have no interest. In paying for these schools. I like the
1: idea of educating kids. I don't have kids. I think I think that uh, just about any school is better than a government school for educating kids. I think you're right. I mean, l- people say, well, if we don't have government schools, kids would go uneducated. Well, what percentage would? Because currently, according to their own numbers, 20% of, of people that graduate public schools are functionally illiterate. Two percent. Zero percent. And in some districts, it's 40 percent. I mean, you don't need public schools to have kids this poorly educated. Mm -hmm.
0: So your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. If you are one of these parents who's so upset by the F word or you're so upset by the idea of sex being exposed to your kids, if you're one of those parents, then get your kids out of government school. If you're one of those parents that's upset by the the idea of putting the Bible back in schools or upset by having a prayer around the flagpole or whatever, get your kids out of government school. Government school throws all of these kids together into the same place and says, well, okay, well, let's try to make everybody happy or just piss off everybody. And it's just, it's just a bad scene. You could actually have the kind of education you're looking for If you got your kids out of government school and sent them to some sort of private education or did homeschooling, more coming up at 800-259-9231.
2: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features there free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free. Now, if you like the show and you like the fact the website's free, then you might want to shop with us. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. You know them, the world's largest internet superstore. They've got thousands of thousands and thousands of products. I don't even know. I'd love to know how many products Amazon has. It's got to be a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And they've got dozens of categories and free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. So just enter through our link at shop.freetalklive.com and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale. It's the same great Amazon with the same great prices and customer service you're used to. You're just entering through our portal. So Free Talk Live gets credit for the sales, basically. So go ahead and start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com and you can buy Kurt Vonnegut's book uh, Slaughterhouse-Five through shop.freetalklive.com and
1: all kinds of other books
0: uh, help his heirs fortunately we don't We're not in a situation where the books have been banned, period, across the country. It's just that we're talking about one instance in Missouri where a school district has banned the book from school libraries in Republic, Missouri, as we continue here. Isn't that
1: really the idea, though, of folks that uh, sort of think like this, is they don't want people – clearly they don't want people consuming this.
0: Well, they believe that it is this kind of Puritan belief system that uh, that any kind of mention of sex or profanity is dangerous and that uh, children shouldn't be exposed to it because then we could create some sort of a perfect world where no one has sex and no one says uh, the F word or well, something that like that. Well, they'll
1: create some new word. <laughs> right.
0: And the idea that kids aren't going to discover sex uh, is – by the way, this is one of the problems, I think, with uh, this particular viewpoint is that repressing sexuality leads to well, – I, I believe this is one of the biggest sources of deviance, of weird things with sex, like the the bizarro sex stuff that you might have heard of I would or concur. Seen, uh, seen pictures of on the internet. If kids are uh, sexualized, shall we say, or introduced to sex and not – not uh, tried to you know keep oh stay down the hallway as my parents used to you you can't come out of this part of the movie you know when two people were making love on film is that what happened yeah they would have me stay down the hallway uh so of course made me very curious just about what they were <laughs> I bet watching they did and it's just it, repression does not work it has some really nasty side effects to it how'd it make you weird let's not talk about that moving on to Michael in Charleston South Carolina you're on Free Talk Live listening to WSCFM.
3: Hey, it got me just in time, so okay. I'm to have to get off, so um, I agree with you that public schools are just a terrible waste of money. It makes me sick. I'm in Charleston, and a lot of the uh, downtown houses that were family inherited, you know, they've had to get rid of them because the taxes are so high. They can't keep their own houses.
0: It's, it's so sad.
3: High. It is, but actually, I'm kind of calling more about the whole the, the book banning, as, as you call it. I, I'm going to disagree a little on that. I don't think that the government should be banning books, but I think it's appropriate, if we do have these crappy public schools, they don't have to carry every single book out there. And for them to say, this book, um, which I think is probably garbage, that so I wouldn't want my kids reading it, They say, we're not going to have this in our library. That's not the same as saying... Well, no it is a
0: problem if I'm the one being forced them. to pay for it. Right.
1: Well, first off, let's point, point out that Slaughterhouse-Five was named one of the, the, the 18th most important book of the century. That's correct. That's a um, pretty big title.
0: Well, I, was I, talking,
3: eight, I thought we were talking about like 20 guys in one summer or something like that. Well, there was
0: another book in there as well, and I thank you for That's the call tonight. I'm, i appreciate hearing from you. It's like the night of the bad phones thus far here. Uh, <laughs> you uh, hate bad, phone 20, po- bad phones. 20 Boy Summer was the, uh, the other uh, book apparently here, but yeah, Slaughterhouse-Five, not just Banned from this school system, Slaughterhouse Five has, has kind of a, had a history of uh, being under a fire. They're going
1: after uh, what Huck Finn too, because it has the N word in it. Mm. And you know, I, I mean, it's to me, it's talking about a time period. I don't know anything about the time period that they're talking about there. I don't know if the, that term was used, but I suspect it was. And I think that it is something that you know we, we should all sort of understand that this is how people were viewed, black people were viewed at this time. And I think that that's important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use that word in my life. But being period accurate makes sense. It makes sense to me. Uh, let's
0: continue with JP listening in indie to WXNT. JP, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, this is – hello. Hey, JP. Maybe, maybe something's wrong with our phone system because it sounds like everybody's kind of having the same problem there. Maybe our board op can uh, take a look into that. Go ahead, JP.
3: Uh, actually, it's Kitty. But um, my point is, is you know, I grew up in the uh, school system in the seventies and the eighties, and you know, we had everything. And the problem is, is, is parents. Parents don't want to be parents anymore, so they put. They don't want the government in their lives, but yet they want the schools to raise their children.
0: Well, that is a problem, but I don't know if it's because of the parents. And this is one of those chicken or the egg questions: is our parents behaving in this way, and obviously not all. This does not apply to all parents, but certainly it does to some. Are parents behaving in this way because that's just how they are, or are they behaving in this way because government, through the government schools and all their other services, have essentially abdicated the responsibility or encouraged parents to uh, was it abrogate their responsibility? of taking care of their kids, basically said, hey, look, we'll take care of your kids, don't you worry about it, and then essentially spoiled parents in that way?
3: Well, I I, I think maybe someone might have taken advantage of, of that scenario. But you still, the bottom line is, when your children come home from school, you need to know what they're learning, you need to give your opinion, you need to help them understand. No doubt. Uh, you know, my kids are 7, 8, and 9. They're outside with their buddies for 30 minutes. They hear a lot worse than what they could hear in a month at school.
0: You are right. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So it's the parents that are abdicating uh, their responsibility to the government. But that's what government likes to do. It likes to encourage people to abdicate responsibility. Oh, go ahead, send your kids to us, we'll take care of them. Send your reti- Send your retirement money to us, we'll take care of your retirement.
1: Uh, sure. I we'll mean, do look, everything for look you. Look at all these businesses out there that want you to abdicate responsibility in certain ways so that they can charge you money in order to take uh, responsibility in those areas. Essentially that's what the government wants to do, except they don't really provide a service in the same way that a business does. They, If, if they can get a service under their control, it will stay there forever and ever, and if you suggested any uh, that you want to do anything different, you are some kind of social deviant that wants to harm people. Um, and you know the taxes go up every 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 new thing that the government takes control of. The taxes, you know, up up up. Well, if parents actually
0: had to choose the schools that they're sending their kids to, or if it's homeschool, then they'd be choosing curriculum directly. But if parents actually had to choose which school to send their kids or to which school to send their kids, then they would be more into the decision. They would uh, be very, I would think they'd be very interested in what the schools are offering and what the curriculum is and what the staff is like because at that point they would be the ones making the choice instead of having it forced right. upon them by uh, virtue of the plot of land they've decided to buy a house on or rent on.
1: I remember when my mom was sending, my mom sent me to private school. She felt that it was very important. Um, when she was doing that, she picked, she went through several schools. I remember going and sort of checking them out as a kindergartner and, um, uh, you know, she so you, she checked through several different different schools what you know what parent that sends their kid to public school does that no well, I'm in this district, district I send my kid here
0: so if you look at this idea of ab, uh, abdicating responsibility governments love to encourage this they want you to be dependent on right. them they want to be them. the
1: parent and you can be the child the All government your never life. right the, the government never wants never wants you to be the parent and them to be the child although they act like it
0: Right, because if they're the ones who are responsible for educating or retirements or what you fill in the blank, uh, if they're the ones that are responsible, then you are essentially their child. You are their uh, their stead. You are uh, their, surf, their surf. And they, you know, that makes it so you are more dependent on them, and they like being in that role. Because if people are dependent on them, they're always going to want them around. They'll never come to the conclusion, hey, hey wait, wait a minute, we, we don't need you. What? You're not doing anything for us. You're just taking our money and spending a bunch of it on your bureaucrats and your, you know, your internal system operations. When it
1: comes time to cut budgets, you can't even
0: do it. And then you give us a piddly portion back in the crappiest services you can possibly imagine. With no responsibility. Right. We don't need you. But if people are dependent on them and they need to get that check and they need to get, you know, their their kids educated and they believe this is the only way to do it then they'll never think to themselves of, hmm, let's try something different. And that's important for the state.
1: You know, I don't care whether the average parent out there wants to get their kid out of public school. I don't care. I want to be able to not fund this. My kid doesn't go to public school and there's no reason that my money should be stolen in order to send your kid to school. That is theft. Toll-free
0: number 800-259-9231. We're going to continue here. If you're on the line, stick with us. We're uh, The board op's doing some tweaking uh, to the phone system. If you want to dial in, we've got an alternative number, by the way. It's 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. Again, if you're already on hold, we will get to you. Coming up here, hour number two. Uh, so, And the other number, 800-259-9231. More coming up. Hour two on the way. The live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live continues.
1: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com.
0: Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And And Mark. We're going to continue with your phone calls here in just a moment, just to bring you up to speed if you have now just tuned in. Uh, We've been talking about the government school system and specifically some of the just the horrific things that they do to people in their process of going about their daily business. In one case, a woman was arrested, a nurse was arrested for getting on a school bus in an attempt to help her son that she thought was having a difficult time because there were kids on the bus who were calling out asking for help uh, because they believed that he had gone unconscious. And she got on the school bus, was told that she wasn't allowed to, did it anyway, and was arrested five months later for it, and charged now with a misdemeanor offense, facing up to a year-in-prison $2,500 fine for getting on a school bus to help her son. There's that story, and of course, uh, there's uh, this other story about a book ban, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, and another book banned from a Missouri school system at a 4-0 to zero vote, uh, according to the Huffington Post, where this is the uh, the Republic, Missouri, school system, because somebody wrote an article about how there's some bad words in Kurt Vonnegut's book, and in the other book, there's a sexual situation with drunken teens using condoms, and so this must go. We cannot have our kids exposed to these things. And it brings up the the, the larger conversation of... Well, if you're somebody who wants to control what your kids see... It's probably a bad idea to send your kids to government school. Similarly, if you're somebody who uh, doesn't want your kids to be you know, exposed to a bunch of religious zealotry, uh, you probably don't want to send your kids to a government school either. Because they could be exposed to all kinds of things that you as a parent might disagree with in these government schools.
1: I don't know that you get a lot of religious zealotry in schools, but maybe... you know, maybe, maybe I
0: know. I was offended as a young atheist. I'm not an atheist anymore, but back when I
1: was... I've noticed that people that identify themselves as strong atheists tend to be ready to be offended. I was
0: offended by this flagpole prayer day thing that they have, where you know on school property they're having a school, uh, basically school led prayer event, and that you
1: know as an atheist at the time that really bugged me. And so I get it. I, man. Schools schools create a situation where. People with different agendas need to fight each other right. in order to gain control of it. Ninety-something percent of kids probably go to public school. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just taking a poke from my life, and I believe that I'm right. And you know, obviously, people want people with an agenda want to control this. The socialists want to teach kids that uh, that uh, you know that that school is. That we need to help each other and share our crayons. the uh, The fascists want to say want to make sure that the kids say the Pledge of Allegiance and everybody gets into ROTC. Um, you know the, uh, the the religious zealots want to bring back uh, prayer to school. The uh, the people who want uh, you know free love and all that stuff. They want to make sure the kids are putting condoms on cucumbers. Yeah. I mean everybody's got their thing and yeah. everybody wants this. And I it's say a great tug of war. there's no way I'm going to turn my kid over to these nuts. You're
0: right in pointing that out, Mark, and I'm glad you did because it is a huge tug of war between different groups who are constantly at battle to get their curriculum installed and get the other side's curriculum – and as you mentioned, there are different sides – get the other – it's not just two – get the other people's curriculum pulled out and try to foist their particular viewpoint or their particular belief system down upon the entirety of the population. And really that is what the government school system exists for is to foist one particular viewpoint on everybody in general. and that viewpoint tends to be overall that the state is great, the state is good, and that you know we need to have the government. Regardless of who gets in control of the little details about sex ed or physical education or whatever it is we're talking about, the overall message remains the same. It's not like there are government schools out there talking bad about government. It's, that just doesn't really happen. No. So – Get your kids the heck out of these schools, but if you are one of these uh, parents who believes that your kids shouldn't be exposed to profanity or sexual situations, <laughs> and you're sending your kid to school, I'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. You support book banning and things like that. As we continue here with Alan listening in Indianapolis to WXNT, Alan, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi. I uh, love listening to your show. Thanks, Alan. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I've got it. I've got a, a, a short anecdote and a, a question for you, if I don't freak out talking on the radio.
0: All right.
3: Um, growing up, my 10-year-old daughter said ain't.
1: A- A-I-N-T? I her, ain't?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I corrected her, said isn't. She said, well, ain't in the dictionary. <laughs> it and is. I, and I said, well, so is F and B and N. and There's a lot of words in the dictionary. Let's go look them up. So we got out of my collegiate dictionary and started looking these words up, and I forget exactly what usage the dictionary says about ain't, but you know the, the f word is, is labeled vulgar, mm-hmm. and I you know we, we talked about what vulgar means and appropriate use times to use these words. She asked, "What? Uh, why? Why are they putting bad words in the dictionary?" And I said, "Well, there really there isn't any bad words. There's just." Bad people and, and inappropriate usage, inappropriate times to use these words, mm-hmm. and I, I think she got it. You know, I, 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 I was fully aware that she she knew all these words quite well from from going to government schools. Of course.
1: Yeah, right. Like you you talking to your daughter about these words likely wasn't the first time that she'd heard them. You know, I mean, I I went to a private school, but somehow or another, I heard the F-bomb at six years old. Wow. I mean, I just happen to remember, um, you know, how old I was at the time. I still had training wheels on my bike. Yes, I had training wheels when I was six. Um, And, and uh, you know, I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, you, you find these things out. I found it out in the neighborhood. I didn't actually find it out at school.
3: Right and uh she was i mean she was shocked that i was saying these words in her face
1: mm. i could
3: i could i could see it in her eyes you know she was like whoa, that's <laughs> That using these words right in front of me. That's
1: there's power in that. You're getting you're taking some of the you know some of the the naughtiness away from the words by using it with her and explaining to her. Look, there's a time and a place to use these words, um, and you know you, you, what you've got to understand that these words can be offensive to people. You know you can explain these things, and I think that that in and of itself is pro- to me that's the responsible way to parent. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just leaving kids to figure out, figure amongst out on the, their own yeah, w- with other kids what the best way to use the f bomb, the n word, and all these other things is.
0: Alan, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. I
1: think the only time I would ever use the n word is if I was reading, uh, you know, Huckleberry Huck Finn. Finn out loud for some reason. I, you know, I mean, I just I don't use that in my life because I don't think that it's, uh, you know, it, it's not very edifying. I think I would stop down at that point to have a discussion about that word. You, you and why know, it, most classes do, and I think that that's a real opportunity. I think it's yeah. a real opportunity for kids. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, people need to understand history; otherwise, um, you're, you're doomed to repeat it. Kids do need to be
0: exposed, in my opinion, to these things. And we talked about repression and how that results in uh, in sexual deviance. And I think you touched on something there with the curse words about kids learning on their own. Uh, and another thing is is sex as well. I mean, that's it's one thing to learn how to curse on your own. It's another thing to learn about sex from your peers at, at a, you know a teenage age range, and that's incredibly dangerous. At that point, you know, if you're repressing your kids from being exposed to sex, then they're going to find pornography and they're going to hear about things and rumors, which probably will be like misinformation. Right, like they're you going, can get they're pregnant going pregnant to find out sex. things that are inaccurate. Uh, yeah, like you can get pregnant from you know a BJ uh, or something like that. They're going to get misinformation from their friends. They're going to get a uh, completely skewed perspective on sexuality from pornography. And it's all because you, as a parent, were too afraid to, uh, to broach the subject or too afraid to, you know, to talk about this issue.
1: Yeah, people think that they're bad parents for talking about these things, that they're, you know, that people are going to think that they're bad for the way they discuss with their kids. I think it's insane. Um, you know, when you talk about these important aspects of life, no one would say that sex is not an important aspect of life. If you say that sex isn't an important aspect of life, you live in a hovel. You live mm. in a hole. You're crazy. You're a monk. Um, if you think that alcohol isn't an important aspect of life, you apparently aren't watching television. These are important things. You need to teach your kid about them.
0: The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. But I don't think that you need to have it forced upon you, and I think that if you want to cloister your child, uh, then that's your business. your business. You can do whatever you want. I mean, I fully support the the rights of the, you know, the
1: weird people that have themselves their little Enclaves, and the and uh, enclaves. fundamentalist. Yeah, more Jesus coming to we Talk quotes. Live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female listeners is there. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show they are listeners of this program. See it for yourself over at
1: shrine.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP, It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system. Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. I uh, actually had an opportunity to take a look at this LC9. It is a a very attractive uh, little handgun, and it does look very much like the LCP. It's it's, uh, it's rather small, uh, perfect for purses and pockets and things like that. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own, made in America, made for you by Ruger at Ruger.com. You can go take a look at it at Ruger.com. You can pick it up at your local gun dealer, Ruger.com. 1-800-259-9231
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Talking about the government schools, the end, the endless turmoil that these things create. There are these, that's the truth, right? These different groups that want to foist uh, foist uh, their viewpoint on the whole of society through their children and they use their, spend their time and their money and their effort battling with the other groups to try to keep the other group's curriculum out of the schools and try to uh, put their curriculum into the schools, and it's a never-ending uh, thing. So if one group does get in control, then that just simply makes the other group redouble their efforts uh, to try to uh, rest control well, it's back.
1: Ins- it is an important battleground. If you want to live your life in, in battle, mm-hmm. it is an important battleground. I would what rather I want, avoid it entirely. I would rather not live in battle. So please yep. stop stealing my money to, to play this game. You could have your schools just don't make me pay for them
0: let's go to sean listening in evansville indiana to wgbf sean you're on free talk live at the end of mart
3: hey how's it going
0: just great sean what's on your mind tonight
3: well i actually had uh two points to make um as far as the the book burning or not book burning um book censoring and whatnot goes uh in my mind they kind of go hand in hand yep yep one step apart um well, I'm I'm almost 27, and uh, my mom always raised me. Uh, my mom and I were really hooked when we were when I was growing up, and uh, she pretty much built into me a love for reading. So, the entire concept of censorship of any book is completely against everything that I believe in. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I'm I'm an atheist myself, and I'm you know I I think that religion is kind of a hoax, but I wouldn't even consider censoring, you know, the Bible or the Koran. Oh, absolutely.
0: The I mean, kids need to have uh, the, uh, the access to a variety of different viewpoints, I think, to be able to make up their own mind.
3: Exactly. And I, I think doing things like, you know, censoring a book like Waterhouse Five, which is such a classic as far as literature goes, is
0: it's yeah, it's really horrible. Like the phones tonight. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, I'm convinced at this point there's some sort of technical difficulty. So I'm thinking maybe we should give out our phone line uh, mark here, the, the local one. Uh, the 603-435-1105. That'll get you directly here into the uh, the Free Talk Live studio. There's no toll-free number uh, attached to it. So if you don't mind the long distance, uh, your call will sound better. 603-435-1105.
1: Do you think at this point that the majority of uh, people have access to free long distance? Good question. I think that we're at that point. We always read – every year you get a story about uh, somebody who's still got some 1960s plan from AT&T where they're, uh, they're getting them for like $120 a month now for usage and stuff on their home line. But um, I guess it was back at that point. It was just Bell. But uh, you know, it's it. Most people, it seems like, have access to free long distance.
0: So I'm being, told, included. Uh, that I'm being told that our, our network, uh, the Genesis Communications Network, has actually installed a, a brand new phone system. Yeah, we're
1: supposed to be getting a new toll-free number That's coming shortly. A, in another week or so. Yeah.
0: But uh, they've got a new phone system in there, and so something's, something is screwy. They
1: need some tweaking.
0: Yeah, 603-435-1105 is a number that will get you through uh, to a different studio here as we continue. We will take your calls. We'll do our best uh, to make this work here. So let's talk to Sean, listening in Maryland to WGMD-FM. Hello sean do we have sean
4: Sean?
0: somebody's there go ahead sean i heard him for a moment and now he's gone let's try dave Uh, listening in humboldt to kgoe dave in humboldt are you with us hey
4: are you able to hear me is this sean
0: or is this dave who is this
4: you got dave right now
0: dave go ahead with your thoughts sir
4: okay well i'm thinking i'm hearing a kind of Republican logic once again tonight. I hear, you know, public schools are available to all the citizens, everybody that's eligible. And uh, if you are a wealthy person and you choose, you want to send your child to a uh, private school, you have that right. But that doesn't say that we, the people who, everybody else pays taxes for public schools, why shouldn't you pay taxes for public schools if you can benefit yourself above that go for it but
1: well, I'm not a wealthy man by any stretch of the imagination. I can assure you that that's the case. I choose not to send my kid to school. We're going to homeschool him. And um, that's, you know, it would be, it's, it's really not going to cost that much if you don't consider the fact that my wife doesn't work now. Did
0: you really just call this Republican logic? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm uh, saying. D- didn't I just finish saying I think that kids need to be exposed to different viewpoints and that I think that sexual repression is incredibly dangerous? I mean, does that sound Republican to you?
4: It does to me because what you're saying is that well, t- most people pay taxes for those things that are common to all people. We Republicans shouldn't have to pay it if we choose to do something. Dave, for, you completely those. ignored. Dave, what I just hold said up to you. before
1: before you go on. Dave, do you realize the guy that Ian here is a registered Democrat? He's the one who's talking to you there.
4: Well, uh, you know, I, I I don't know that every person can afford to send their
1: kids to a private school. How many How? how well, can, I, just, I just tried to make the numbers known to you. Uh, there's in my town here, they spend about $14,000 to uh, send a kid to pr- public school. There is a private school in town. It's $1,500 a year. That is a tenth of the amount. Now, are you telling me if, you, if everybody had their property taxes back, and that includes renters because they pay the property taxes in overhead in their rent. Are you telling me that if they had all their property taxes back that they wouldn't be able to to pay, um, you know, to be able to send their kids to school, and it's not like we couldn't have need-based scholarships.
4: Well, look at the logic you're up against now. Right now, mostly the private schools owned by. A church where the teachers are nuns are priests. and they've taken So open your own school, dude. Right. Don't you think there would be a
1: demand for that? Once once public schools shut down and they stop the government indoctrination centers, don't you think that th- th- there would be a demand? And I don't know that it's Dave, most, I but want... there certainly are Montessori schools out there. There are There's Waldorf, Waldorf school school schools. right the street from uh, there me. Are all, there are Sudbury
0: schools as well. All kinds of schools. And look, man, I don't want to send my kid to, if I had a child, and I don't, but I, I would not want to send my child to a religious school. I doubt you would either, Mark. Mark, if you I, if
1: your, I had a chance to send my kid to a Quaker school, I would. But aside from that, I mean, there aren't very many Quaker schools.
0: There's around. one uh, not too far. But you wouldn't want to send your kid to a Catholic school Absolutely or anything not. like that? So you know, you're not even talking to Republicans here. And you, Mark, Mark, you mentioned I'm a Democrat. I only registered as Democrat so I could vote in the
1: primary. Uh, I'm, j- I'm just but, making the point. This guy thinks that everybody's either a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah, sorry, I mean, dude. that's what he thinks. Thanks for the The <laughs> fact is, okay. I believe in freedom.
0: Appreciate hearing from you. That's right. 800-259-9231. And you're Republicans- stealing
1: my money. You're stealing the money from my kids' education to send other people's kids to school. That's wrong. I don't care if you've got the government doing it for
0: you. Republicans and Democrats uh, typically don't believe in freedom. They believe in control, their brand of it. 1-800-259-9231. You can, speaking of control, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. Also, you can dial 603-435-1105. It's an alternate. the live Saturday edition of the program and you can dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 or we're giving out the other number tonight as well, 603-435-1105 because... I'm not sure about that toll-free line. It may be uh, may be problematic, and at some point, I may stop giving it out here tonight. Although I'm so habituated
1: to it, You're right. it's hard not to give it out. <laughs> it's going
0: to be real difficult, Mark, when uh, when they change that number coming up here because we got one of those those vanity numbers that the network has gone out and, and Once bought, you change for
1: us. it for permanent, it's going to be a lot easier to learn than it is for tonight. You know, tonight no it's six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Yeah, but you know. Well, anyway,
0: so we're still taking calls at 800 259 92 for now until I decide uh, otherwise,
1: but until then. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Man Venture Outpost carries knives, ammunition scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. These are all the kind of things that uh, you need for summer fun. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. They carry uh, you know, all the name brands there, and prices are so low. In some cases, they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% discount. That ought to cover shipping for you at ManVentureOutpost.com by using coupon code FTL. Get it quick from manventureoutpost.com.
0: All right, let's continue taking your calls. We are talking about the overall topic is schools, but you can still bring up anything that you'd like. Uh, But we've been discussing a book ban, which has happened in Missouri now with a four to zero vote by the school board in Republic, Missouri, to ban Kurt Vonnegut's much uh, maligned slaughterhouse five and maligned by school districts i mean because it's been ranked the 18th greatest english language novel of the entire 20th century uh, by the modern library these this is the book that they've decided shall not be in any school libraries in the republic school district in addition to that a woman fined twenty five hundred or maybe fined twenty five hundred dollars she's facing criminal charges uh, which also may face her uh, put her into jail for up to a year for getting on the school bus to try to help her son who was apparently having her to her mind having some sort of a health problem and she was arrested for this so uh, you know
1: that last caller uh, vilified everybody who wants to send their kid to a you know away from the government school system as somebody who's rich Come on, people sacrifice, they scrimp, they save, they do everything. I mean, you know, in my family, we'd have more money if my wife worked. Mm-hmm. We'd have a lot more money. I sacrifice lifestyles so that my kid can get the education that I want him to have. And to to, to vilify people that do this, I, when, when, you know, basically folks that send their kids to government schools, you know, they're, they're not taking responsibility for their education. They're saying, hey, government, you know, give them whatever education you get.
0: Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Ladies first, Wendy is listening in South Carolina to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Wendy, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hi, how are you, everybody?
0: Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Wendy?
5: I just wanted to say that I completely agree with you. I'm for freedom. (laughs) Good deal. Yeah, but, um, you know, my daughter went to public school. I was a single mom, and that's pretty much all I could do.
1: Well, I don't know what would happen if my if my wife died. I don't know what I would do. It would be a really tough decision. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um, but my, you know, I'm married now. But my granddaughter's, you know, turning four, and my stomach just turns at the thought of her going to a public school now. You know, because it is so much different than it was twenty years ago when my daughter started school. True. And, you know, like everybody's agenda is going on, and the the thing that. She be focused on the quality of education that our children are getting is completely missed. It's completely looked over. I feel like
0: there's a lot more. Um, it's like, you're right. It, things are different these days. Uh, a lot of schools. You've got things like metal detectors, uh, police dogs yeah, being run through absolutely. the classrooms. I mean, and as crazy. I
1: understand it, the uh, the literacy rates are diminishing as kids yeah. get out of school, and the education's diminishing, and the cost is going up. Of course, it is
5: exactly. Yeah. Well, my, my brother homeschooled his daughter, and she would now be in, I believe, second grade, and he just had her tested. Um, he's always homeschooled her. He started when she was very little, too, trying to teach her how to read. And you know she didn't test below a ninth grade in any subject.
1: Wow, she incredible! Be- you know, I, I saw, I've heard stories like this. Eleven-year-olds. I really. I met a lady who eleven and twelve. Her her ki- both her daughters, eleven and twelve, went to college. Now I don't know whether that's yeah. what I'm looking for, but my son has is learning to read now at three. And I'm not pushing him or anything like that. He's excited about these things. And so, you know, if you send him to government school, they'll suck that excitement right out of him after
0: a little bit of time, too. That's the other thing they do. absolutely. They
5: they kill the desire to learn. That's where you hit the nail on the head, because my daughter dropped out when she was 17. I cried for two weeks. Literally, I cried for two weeks. I begged her not to do it, and she did it anyways, because... All of the pressures and everything going on, and it, you know the school here was just like a big giant kettle, just you know waiting to explode with all these kids and and what they're going through, and the the stress and the tension and the peer pressure on them i I would rather to be honest with you now, I think to send your child to public school is kind of dumbing your children down.
0: There's no doubt about it. And thank you, Wendy, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. She's absolutely right about that. Uh, we had a caller, I think it was last night or the night before, mentioned John Taylor Gatto, who is a former New York State school teacher of the year who speaks out now against the government school system. He's, a, he's an elderly gentleman. I think he's in his 80s at this point. But his information is absolutely solid. He's got some great books. G-A-T-T-O. Correct. JohnTaylorGatto.com is his website. Where he talks about this, how this system is designed to dumb people down. It's not just something that you just happen to notice, but people are noticing it. Well, governments, uh, g- government is always going to be inefficient. It, well, but, it's, but it's worse than that, Mark. It's not just inefficiency. The, it's designed to create a, a worker class. It's designed by essentially – you know. The, or you go back in time. You look at the Prussian school system, which is essentially what it is we're dealing with today – uh, it, it hasn't changed in any significant manner over the last 150 years. That was what it was modeled on. Right. And the, the, you know, that concept was to make an obedient worker who's not going to question his, his or her circumstance in life, somebody who's going to plug into the system. They're not going to cr- uh, think critically. They're going to go along to get along. They're going to do what they're told. That is what this system creates. It is designed that way. Now, government is inefficient, and government does suck at everything it does. But one thing they've been pretty successful at has been brainwashing the population with these government indoctrination centers into becoming basically zombie people. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't
1: break away I from it I went to this. government school system. Right. right. I mean, you, you, yeah, but it's, <laughs> you are indoctrinated. Yes, you have to unwrap the onion once you get out. And, you know, who needs that for their kid? Let's continue. We've got John on the line in Florida,
0: on uh, listening to WFLA in Clearwater. John, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, thanks, guys. Hey, hey go listen. Ahead. I think the thing that you got to look at in the future is the the direction of education, not from a not from a point of view of books, but a point of view from technology and how technology is going to enhance books and enhance the parents' ability to choose what books their kids read via uh, download, via what they call learning desk, which is a new uh, technology coming out that allows kids to read the books at like they're sitting at their desk and write. I, I, there's a lot of new stuff coming out. And I just think that from that perspective, whether you're virtual at home or whether you're going to be in a classroom, I, I think that, and even in, in the classroom, the classrooms will get smaller. I, I think that with government, the way things are going, I think you're going to see a downsizing in government schools. Why, do, why would you say that? I
0: mean, what evidence do you have that the government is has any okay, interest in downsizing? Any,
3: well right right here in Clearwater, right here in, uh, in, in Pinellas County in Florida, I mean, they're already trying to do virtual classrooms where they give kids computers and send them home. I don't think that's very efficient um, in the sense that computers computers and, and teaching kids, I don't think is where it's at. You're going to need the interactive desk that's going to make that that way but um, but but right now they have children who I have a friend who had their two daughters stayed home at the beginning of last year for about three and a half months, and we're supposed to be doing online learning and online stuff, and they didn't follow, you know, it's it's a different approach and a different structure, but it all changed, and now I, I see that's going to happen again. And I then, see where you know, you're
0: coming from, but I don't think it's realistic to believe the government's going to downsize itself as a result of new technology, but I thank well, you for I the call think, tonight. I don't I think
3: government in general. Yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be overall, with schools... Uh, when, when you start, like, I, I, I taught in Texas, and I will tell you that one of the things that's happened from Texas to Florida, to this, this whole concept of teaching towards the test, and not it's a te- It's a terrible
0: idea. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at WeUseCoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to talk to you about, well, whatever you want. The number for you, 800-259-9231. Alternately, we've got another number we're giving you tonight, because that one might be problematic. 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. You may call and talk about anything you would like. That's why we call it Free Talk Live.
1: If you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit that website, whether it's for better search results for your website and the search engines or advertising purposes or just getting your message out. You need all the hits you can get. MobsterHits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It's a family-friendly web traffic exchange. FTL.MobsterHits.com can uh, riddle your site full of views, and you can even make some money by joining the family as an associate. Uh, Sign up for free at FTL.MobsterHits.com now, and you get a free one-month upgrade. Also, there are hundreds of dollars worth of uh, benefits for going and signing up now. It's FTL.MobsterHits.com. Listeners with liberty-oriented websites can get anywhere from a 1,000 to 10,000 hits for free. Find out the details, all the details, at ftl.mobsterhits.com. All right so we're talking about
0: government schools and just various different aspects of them uh, how it is that people are constantly fighting with one another to attempt to control the curriculum in these government schools and of course if we didn't have government school if we didn't have this monopoly school system then we would have different options out there and to some extent those options do exist in the private school realm but they don't truly it's not a true free market in schools because the majority of the money that could be going to those schools is being siphoned off by the the government's violent monopoly school system. So in the absence of that government school system, then we would really have a free free market in schools, and we would have different types of schools. You would have secular schools where there's no religious uh, indoctrination going on. You would have religious schools where there's plenty of religious indoctrination. And you would have everything else that you can possibly imagine that parents might want. And if you didn't see the school in your area that you wanted – then just start your own. If you're frustrated, as one caller earlier suggested, that all, all the private schools are religious-based, which is not a true statement. Uh, the Waldorf school down the street here uh, from the studio is not a religious-based I imagine
1: school. some places that it's more likely that there's a religious-based than others. Yeah, no, but belt, but I'll, tell you, sure. I'll tell you, In um, when I was growing up, that the, the school in town to go to was either St. Joe's or uh, the Braden, Braden Christian where I went. Um, and lots of people who weren't that religious would send their kids to either of the schools because they knew they were going to get a better education in the government school, and this yeah. is this is true everywhere. Everybody knows you're going to get a better education from a private school. just, just ask
0: the politicians; that's where they send their kids,
1: right. and, and the teachers too. By yeah, the way, that's true. Uh, teachers disproportionately send their kids to private schools. I wonder why they do that.
0: Yeah. What do they know that uh, most people don't? Let's go to Sean, listening in Clearwater to WFLA. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, hey Sean, go ahead with your thoughts. This is John. John, okay then. Sorry about that. <laughs>
6: um, I wanted to uh, give you some help because you said you uh, homeschool your kids, and I wanted to give you some help. In I have all one the... kid. Yeah, okay, and all the people listening, something they can do immediately to improve their their child's uh, education or their own. All right. There's. Have you ever gotten to, to the bottom of a page that you've been reading, and you say, "What did I just read?"
1: Well, I suppose there have been uh, like these really academically written books. Sometimes I find them very dense. Uh
6: huh. Well, what happens is usually people think, uh, well, I don't understand that idea. But usually what it is is one word or more than one word that you either have an incorrect definition for or Mm. no definition for. And uh, going past that makes you feel blank. And then you don't understand what you just read. Makes sense. Okay. And the simplicity is to go back and um, find the word... Uh, Look it up in the dictionary. Find the definition that applies there. Um, Use it in some sentences so that you make it your own. You you really got it. You know... um then look at the other definitions so of the word, so that you can tell the difference when there's a different definition of the word being used. Um, you're not confused by it, and uh, then you reread the material and you understand it. It could be more than one word, but and many times it's just one in that particular area. And uh, there's a whole subject called study technology, which deals with you know how you find those words and um, how you help somebody else to find them, <clears throat> and uh, there's free courses available online that someone uh, can look at if they want to. Called
1: Study Technology?
6: Yes. it's uh, The website is called volunteerministers.org, and the uh, Study Technology is one of the free courses that's on there.
0: Volunteer Ministers. Is that some kind of uh, religious site?
6: Uh, it's it, it is, but it's not a religious. Um, it's no, not any religion required to do those uh, courses. Uh, it's a community service.
0: Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing yeah. from you. Eight uh, hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is that the uh, is that the Scientology group? I have ministers? no idea
1: because I feel like we've had them call before. Well, we have had Scientologists call, but I don't know that. I, you know, I mean, the the, the fact that it's Scientologist wouldn't make it bad. Um... Yes,
0: it is the Scientology site.
1: OK, well, that's fine. Just saying, uh, uh, you know, whatever it does, you know, if, if, if it gives good, de- you know, th- th- I'm sure they teach lots of things that are useful. Probably.
0: Just be aware. That's okay. all.
1: Well, whatever. I mean, I, I, if Here's I went my to a
0: suggestion. OK, for you. so
1: look, the Dutch reform uh, church, you know, they're they're at their whole ministry is about setting up schools. I'm not going to be any more scared of going and getting some information off their site than I am going to be off getting going to the Scientologists. As far as I'm concerned, you know, religion is re- what religion is. And, uh, you know, it's fine. Just saying beware that's all, all right well you've got this thing for scientologists in particular no I think. I don't, well no i don't have a
0: thing for scientologists in particular it's just that they're the ones who are calling pimping their religion we don't really. What, hear.
1: We don't. We don't hear from Christians calling and pimping their well, religion. The
0: Christians. I mean, we already know about the Christians, but uh, there aren't very. You know, we don't have the Buddhists calling in and promoting their website uh, on the air. It's just, it's well, a little spammy. There That's are, all. It's a little spammy. Would okay. you agree?
1: Well, no, I wouldn't. Uh, be, I think that different religions have different levels of um, you know s- s- recruitment, and I th- I think that people can be leery of recruitment. Uh, admittedly, Buddhists don't do a lot of recruitment, but what about the Harry Krishna? You know they do their recruitment. They go in the the the, the, the airports, pass out the flowers, try do, to get donations. Do they still do that, isn't that like something that I've seen them? I don't think that they do it as much as they used to. Here's my suggestion
0: for you. I did like his idea that it, I think his information was probably true. That if you are reading a page, that's the point I'm trying you, to make. You may not have uh, you know com- completely comprehended all the words there. That, so I've got a neat little Firefox plugin called Dictionary Tooltip, and it is just the handiest thing. You double-click on any word that you're looking at on a page, and it pops up the dictionary definition for that word. So you don't even have to take the time to go to dictionary.com or go somewhere else to look up what the word is. Uh, you can just literally just double-click on it, and poof, there uh, there it is. It really helped me. I was trying to read some some Shakespeare not too long ago, and I just I had to look up a lot of those words.
1: That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about dense stuff.
0: Yeah, so we continue here, and ladies come first. Let's talk to Teresa, listening in Indy to W X N T. Hello, Teresa. Teresa is gone, so instead we will try Peter in North Carolina. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey
3: guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
3: I just uh, heard the caller from St Petersburg uh, mention the computers and things, and it reminded me of a great resource called Khan Academy. That's K H A N. I'm not sure if you've heard oh, of it. Oh yeah, uh, this is uh,
1: this is a guy who basically decided to uh, put together some education for his, uh, I think it was nieces and nephews, and he has right. he's okay. quit his ma- main job and and is doing. It's K H A N. Khan, con, like you know, Khan. Uh, Oh, exactly, <laughs> and he—he uh, he, he, this stuff's awesome. I mean, it's really awesome. And you know, the one guy was saying that he doesn't think kids are going to be educated by, uh, you know, computers in the future. And I think he's dead wrong. I think kids really are going to be educated by computers. I mean, currently, I think your kid could be better educated by watching PBS than they are going to be educated in the public school system. Granted, some kids learn differently than others, but they're interested in these shows.
3: Well. They, that's a very fascinating thing to me about the Khan Academy. And one of the videos I've seen recently as he discusses, like, maybe the evolution of a teacher's role, which is more of an assistant or a tutor, allowing the children or the, the student, I guess, to uh, teach himself at his own pace or whatever and and be more of a manager of tutors and, like, uh, assign maybe one student that excels in one area with one that's weak. And it's very fascinating when I was reading, when I was uh, watching so- a video about... So, academy and how uh, certain school systems are using it and the, the education is evolved. Well, it's actually becoming about education rather than indoctrination. Um, so you're talking about I'm like, like a
0: manager of resources. You mean like so if a kid wants to learn something that the the, the teacher in that case would find the best person for them to talk to, uh, to, to kind of help them right. make the and, connections?
3: You know, often one of the best ways to learn about something is to teach about it. And yes, it was very true. fascinating in this video. I saw as how they... Basically, a teacher. let just to keep it very simple. If one student was excelling at math and, and very and lagging behind at uh, history, and another student was excelling in history and you know lagging behind in math, he would assign them to help one another out. Um, Makes sense. Hey, can become, become more of a man. And he's, you know, it's interesting. They have this graphical interface about like literally just seeing how like one kid is just soaring ahead in one subject. Yeah, it's worth uh, looking and, into.
0: Like a, I mean, these different options are definitely people should look into. Hour three coming up. Free talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. We're doing the live Saturday edition of the program, and as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Alternatively, you can dial 603-435-1105. Our our phone system is being tweaked at the network. Uh, They believe they may have uh, ironed out some of the problems here, so we're going to continue with it. 800-259-9231. We've been talking about the government schools, but that's not all there is to discuss, of course. Uh, There's also other news relating to young people out of Chicago, about a curfew being expanded. So maybe we'll touch on that here in a little bit. But we're going to continue taking your thoughts as we go to Paul, listening in Delaware to WGMD-FM. Hello, Paul.
3: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind, Paul?
3: Well, I just wondered, I, I heard one of the two of you say that they have a uh, private school that they can send their children to, for $1,500 a year?
1: Yeah, it's actually just around the corner from my house.
3: And who's subsidizing that school?
1: I would imagine that it's the uh, the Seventh-day Adventists. I know that they're in some way affiliated with that school.
3: Because all the schools... I, I mean, my daughter has a, a grandchild in the Annapolis area. And the cheapest school that is in Maryland... Is seven to nine thousand dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. You know that that's about what they uh, charge to send kids to to public schools. I mean that's what that's what the, the cost to the taxpayer depends is. depends on where. It's, yeah, it's sometimes 14, it's, it's fourteen thousand here, but I mean it can be as low as you know seven in some places. Especially yeah,
3: well, some of them like Maryland is twenty seven thousand dollars wow. per student. And I mean, if you uh, all you have to do is just get the figures and find out how many students. But there is nowhere that I have seen a private school, and I mean, I'd love to have a private school that would charge $1,500 a year. I just don't understand this. Well, well you know,
1: I, I'm, I'm only telling you what the reality is, and uh, you know, I mean, some some religions are going to subsidize their 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 schools more thoroughly than others. I mean, if there's, if for instance, uh, the church that I grew up in, um, they had a school that was kindergarten through sixth grade there at the church. They had free rent. This church had been paid for since 1932 or whatever, uh, sitting on Manatee Avenue in Bradenton, Florida. And, it, it, you know, they so they had free rent. And all they had to do was pay for the teachers or whatever. And so, you know, their their costs were lower.
3: Which were the nuns and the and priests.
1: No, there were no nuns in the, the United uh, the Methodist.
3: Oh, really? Because, see, I, I grew up, I went to a Catholic school okay. until fifth grade. Uh-huh. And then... My father said well because we had so many kids coming up we couldn't keep going to the to the Catholic school because the the rent kept going up to and shoot. we went to public school and I loved it because it was so much better to go to the public school because I was so far ahead of these <laughs> students
1: <laughs> that's how it was. So you, oh yeah, right. I went from the, but you know, I I was definitely ahead of the the kids when I went switched over to public school in high school. But I'll tell you what happened to me. In eighth grade, I was on the dean's list. I was that's higher than the honor roll at this particular grade, in the private school. In the private school, I was on the dean's list. Ninth grade, uh-huh. I got two Fs. Um, and in public school, why? Because the teachers didn't care. There was a, an entire different sort of attitude about education, uh, going from this small private school where. I was getting the best uh, education that was available in that that county to this public school, which was the best public school in the county. But it was, you know, it's not to say that there are comparison
0: good well, teachers at the government schools there are people in those systems that care and they do you know they are interested in doing sure, the best they can but they can. only teach one course but they're hobbled uh by the system in many cases in some cases they can't teach how they want to teach because the system won't allow them to do that that won't allow for innovation in in other ways and if you get stuck with a crappy teacher then you pretty much screwed
3: well you know you always got stuck with a crappy teacher No doubt. Even in high school. Yeah, there's always at least one
0: really bad one.
3: Oh, they were always there.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That brings I'm glad he brought up the cost of the private schools. Because it's a common uh, excuse for people, well, this is why we need government school, because private school is too
1: expensive. Well, If it was about cost, remember, I mean, you're talking about middle class people who can afford to send their kids to school. They're already affording by paying it through their property taxes anyway. If they're allowed to keep the money through their property taxes, they'd have enough money to, to send their kids to school. But
0: but Mark, that's not when you look just the raw numbers. It doesn't make sense what you just said because, for instance, in my property taxes, I'm paying about six grand a year for a two hundred thousand dollar home in Keene, New Hampshire, which is really expensive. Um, But. If you you could that,
1: definitely send a kid to school for five thousand dollars in Keene, New Hampshire. You break it down.
0: You look at that. You look at I'm paying probably about four grand of that six grand into the government school system. As that guy just pointed out, he can't find anything for what was it less than uh, than seven or eight? What was it his number? I think
1: this was seven, six or seven, seven or yes,
0: eight. a lot of money, six to eight, more money than I'm paying. Uh, into the government school system. So somebody might look at that and say, well, see, even if you had all of your tax money back, you still wouldn't be able to. You need to be able to have other people subsidizing you in order to be able to send your kid to school. But the fact that they're missing, the the, the, the factor that they're missing, is that we don't have true free market school the and market uh, education. The market is completely
1: distorted because public schools take 90% of the students. Of the money. If you had actual competition, it would drive rates down. You would right. also have, in the same way that you have 99 cent hand- hamburgers and you have $20 hamburgers, you would have you know, a huge array of different types of education in the marketplace.
0: Absolutely, Some education might focus on technology and how you know, that's going to be helpful. Some might become more of an older school style of, uh, of teaching. You'd have different styles and different options. But more It'll importantly, the more <laughs> options you would have, the more the costs would come down. For instance, if you could imagine for a moment, look at your computer, look at your laptop. Look at the cost of a laptop today. I walked into Walmart the other day. They had $250 laptops just they just had boxes and boxes and boxes of laptops right up at the front you know that little aisle where you walk in and they've got the the special items like mm-hmm. a can big big ass can of coffee for next to nothing and then whatever it is they've the got caps, on special yeah. yeah they they had uh well it's not the end caps necessarily but the first aisle that you're exposed to when you walk in where it's just like the cheap stuff that they're trying to move out they had uh laptops there normally you expect the laptops to be in a, a locked case where you have to ask somebody to get a key out to get you to the laptop so you can buy it no they just letting you grab a laptop, throw it in your cart. I mean, it's, laptops have become so affordable, and that's because there are so many manufacturers. Can you imagine how it would be if there were one manufacturer, IBM? They're the only people that can make laptops. Now tell me how much a laptop's going to cost. It's going to be ten times as much. More, At least ten times as much. So it's kind of the same situation with, with schools, with, with the private schools. There are only a few private schools in the area because they can only market to so many people, and so therefore the prices are high. But just think for a moment. If you were a teacher, how much money would you like to get paid? I don't know. How about $50,000? $50, 50000 bucks a like year? That's a
1: good, good rate. That's,
0: that's not terrible, right? Let's see. $50,000 a year. Let's say you've got 20 kids in a class because a lot of people say that smaller class sizes are better, right? Smaller class sizes tend to be common, commonly believe that that I don't helps. think 20
1: is good enough at all, but go ahead. You think it should be lower than that? Oh, Yeah. I think it should be 15 10
0: 10 I would think. Okay, but if you had uh, if you had 20 kids in a class and each one of those kids were paying say $2500 a year, there's your $50,000 right there. Uh, and uh, that's, again, I'm being very general with, uh, with the numbers here. But the idea that you need to have a bunch of bureaucracy around to, right. to
1: teach kids is absolutely absurd. Right. When In the p- private school I went to, it had very few administrators because they didn't need to have them. Frankly, the teachers you know, made lots of decisions on their own. And I don't see any reason they couldn't have essentially a co-op of teachers. I right. Mean, bring different
0: people in to teach different what things. What
1: specialization really do administrators bring to school? They push pencils around and shuffle paperwork. Yeah. And that's the problem with public schools
0: is it's administration heavy. It's one of the, the many problems with uh, with public schools. It's yes, one of the many. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All I'm telling you is if somebody wanted to start their own school out of their own home and bring 10 or 15 kids in, it wouldn't have to charge that much money to those kids every single year to make it so they made enough money to make it worthwhile. 1-800-259-9231, and then you bring in different you know, co-ops and partnerships and other kinds of options that you could uh, play into that, and scholarships as well, and you can see the cost of education could easily go down. 1-800-259-9231, curfews coming up. It's Free Talk Live It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Island toll-free. Live Saturday edition 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Edmark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and we've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site. In fact, they go all the way back to late 2006. If you click into the archive section, and it's it's all on the house. You don't have to log in or pay a membership fee or jump through any hoops. It's just free. FreeTalkLive.com.
1: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. And you know that they're going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save, on average, $120 a month. Smokes are going up, up, up. The taxes are going up, up, up. And you can save $120 a month, and it tastes better. They, they've got ones that taste like cigarettes. They've got ones that taste like popsicles. They've got ones that taste like everything. No more ashtray mouth. No more smell. No secondhand smoke no smoke at all. You can use it just about anywhere. Uh, there's free shipping on orders over $60, a free starter kit. This is a great deal. A free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers. That's the little things where the nicotine is. <laughs> um, and it's $69, so the uh the orders over 60 bucks that it, that it's, it, the free shipping's included. All you have to do is use coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. You can go to vaporsmiths.com. Or you can call this toll free number that they have. It's eight five five two GET VAPOR, eight five five two GET VAPOR, vaporsmiths dot com.
0: Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We go to Austin, listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSCFM. Austin, you're on Free Talk Live at the end of Mark. Uh,
3: hello, fellas.
0: Hey, Austin, what's on your mind?
3: Well, I just uh, thought it was curious that uh, you mentioned Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, I read very, very little fiction, but I just happened to pick that book up. I'd heard of it all my life, and I picked it up and I read it. And it just wasn't that good. His, his life story was a very interesting story about how he got captured, how he got put in Dresden uh, during the uh, firebombing and all that. But I think he'd well served himself if he hadn't been on heavily on drugs when he wrote it.
0: Well, it just all depends. I mean, lots of uh, lots of artists uh, will will suggest that the the drugs helps them with their yeah, I know. creative abilities. Yeah, I didn't. I never and said about, it was a good book. I've never actually read it. I I don't know. I
1: have read it, but uh, you know, I couldn't really tell you much about it. It's just, been fifteen twenty years.
3: I just don't believe in banning well, about, books. That's about, all uh, about the schools. Yes, sir. I went to, uh, I went to grammar school in the fifties, and we had we had good schools. Uh, the teachers meant business. And we were given IQ tests and achievement tests all the way through up into uh, junior high school, and the slower kids were put into classes of their own. And we, as I said, we did have good schools up until the mid to late '60s, and well. then because of politics, the schools have been destroyed and they've gotten worse. Over the
1: years. I, you know, I've, I've read stuff that it's true that schools, uh, that the education in public school has diminished over the years, and it has actually been diminishing since the uh, since the end of World War II um, when the United States was number one in education. Now, I don't, you know, I mean, these are just things that I've read. Obviously, I haven't done the studies myself, but I have this question. Was there a public school in your town?
3: Uh, what do you mean? A you know,
1: private school? Uh, excuse, I, my, my mistake. Yes. Was there a private school in your town?
3: Yes, but it was the same school where... Uh Mr. Newt Gingrich, uh, Donald Trump, uh, and many other very famous fellows went. It's, Maca- it's called Macaulay School. It was a military school, and back even back in those days, it only costs about as much to go there as it does to go to Harvard these days.
1: I gotcha. Is that was that the only private school in town?
3: No, well, there was its uh, its competitor called Baylor, was slightly cheaper, and. Uh, uh, Got the people that could not get into Macaulay.
1: I guess I was just wondering if there was a private school that was available to sort of average folks that had you know, the, a reputation of being sort of better in town.
3: Uh, not to my knowledge. Oh, the Catholic schools have always been there, you know.
1: was it, would, would people have considered the Catholic school in your town to have been a superior school than the one you went to? Oh, ab-
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, especially
1: when it comes to discipline. You know that. I, I, you know, I, I imagine in the fifties. There were a lot of rulers hitting a lot of knuckles.
0: Well, let's talk about why it is that things were better in the past as opposed to today. Uh, first of all, I don't support the government school in, in any aspect, For whether we're talking about the government schools being around in 1900, 1950, 2011, or whatever, because they're always funded by coercion, and I'm just against that. But there's certainly – I think it's valid for somebody to say that they believe that the educational quality has gotten worse over time. And there may be one factor that is worth uh, worth bringing up here, yeah. because, uh, and that is That's, that it uh, was in the 1950s when the federal government got involved yeah. in education department of education yep 1954 actually so in fact i remember i think it was harry brown's book why government doesn't work which is an excellent book uh that uh, that i was reading back in the late 1990s where he actually showed a chart that showed, uh, I think it was test scores, or maybe it was literacy rates. Anyways, it was some sort of a chart uh, that, was com- that was, I guess, being juxtaposed against the chart of federal funding and federal involvement in education. And the more the feds got involved in standardizing and forcing their, you know, their curriculum down on state schools and local schools, the more the feds got involved, the more control the feds took, the worse the students would do. So, I,
3: like, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah.
0: So that's my speculation.
3: Uh, yeah, that's because of uh, I, I may say so it's simply because of school integration. Uh, they had school they had integration.: the, What is school that? integration? What does sir? that mean? That means that the, uh, the schools were doing just fine when it was separated, but but equal. Are oh you God. serious? I am quite serious. I knew I knew what reaction I'd get from you, folks.
0: Are you <laughs> you really saying that you think that it was bringing black people together with white people that destroyed education?
3: I think it is uh, even more so nowadays. Because, you are uh, I, how, off the why, rails. Why is that? <laughs> why? You've got people; uh, their IQs are significantly lower than white people.
1: Excuse me. There's really nothing. No well, evidence. There's there's really no evidence for that. Um, that you oh. the, now well, oh, IQ tests are generally slated towards people who have high literacy skills and or at least literacy skills. And when you're talking about giving people uh, IQ tests, uh, you, you know that 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 are in government schools that are getting poor literacy because they're in inner city schools, which frankly aren't that integrated. Um, then you're you're gonna, they're not going to do as well because they can't read as well.
0: Do you know uh, black people, sir? Uh, yes. And you're going to make the claim that you believe you're smarter than they are?
3: I will say, uh, let me just say, uh, the white people are the smartest race on the planet. Sick,
0: dude. You're sick. Thanks for the call. I know I- you're sick. 800-259-9231.
1: No evidence for it. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just it, bigotry. It, yeah, it, it, intelligence is you know, when, IQ is basically, you know, a, around education. Um, sadly, I, it's difficult to decide how smart somebody is without figuring out how educated they are at the same time.
0: 1-800-259-9231. The truth is People are individuals. The idea that uh, somebody has a differing skin color means that they somehow are dumber uh, than another
1: person. There is no correlative data there.
0: Absolutely ludicrous and just based on hatred and bigotry and misinformation. People across the board range in their intelligence. There's different types of intelligence as well. There's uh, you know like book smarts. There's uh, you know there's more like life smarts, street smarts, so to uh, so to speak. And different people in different circumstances and different uh, life circumstances have different abilities and different strengths and weaknesses. And to just categorize everybody and say, well, you're black, so therefore you're dumber. It's, that's just bigotry. Straight out. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You can take control and bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live.
2: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Even if you're a bigot, 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's... Sometimes you see the ugly underbelly of humanity on this radio program because it's we, out allow, there. we allow anybody on the air here. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like, uh, you've got one of the smartphones, for instance, you can visit our mobile site over at m, as in mobile, dot com. That's m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and podcast,
1: m.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you all kinds of fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. Their value has been trending upward with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org.
0: Let's go to your calls, your thoughts. Ladies first, Bev is listening to WDAY in Fargo, North Dakota. Bev, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
2: Yes, this has been a really interesting conversation that Thanks. I've been listening to. You mentioned the federal government getting involved, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to to add something to that. And you, you've also talked about uh, starting your own school. Yeah. Well, you've got the NEA that you're working with. I am a, I am a homeschooler, but I also have taught, and I know that the NEA wants you to be a certified teacher.
0: Well, of course they do, but they can go, they can go pound sand, as far as I'm concerned. You're talking about the National Educators Association. Yes,
2: but the power that they wield, um, you know, as a homeschooler, I see what the NEA is trying to do through the legislatures, through Congress. They are trying to, you know, stamp out. Any kind of homeschooling or
0: alternative
1: education—it's true they
0: want a monopoly.
1: That's they're right. trying to do it. I mean, they haven't had a heck of a lot of success. California—they the home- have in California—they certainly have homeschoolers, uh, and, and I'm sure other places too. Homeschoolers have a pretty good sort of—I uh, mean, they're passionate about what they do, and you know, usually they're at home, so they can go to the state house and uh, you know make some noise. And mm-hmm. legislators hate the idea of families with children, especially right. moms carrying children, uh, running around the state house saying, "Hey, you." You know, just stop what you're doing. Yeah, right.
2: But see, the other thing then is the legal system. The judges in, in California—that's um. um one of the judges just kind of declared homeschooling illegal yeah. in California. And it was like, man, uh, you think you get with the legislature and you got it, you got it settled, and then they come at you with the judicial branch. It's not easy to homeschool, especially in a state that's very regulated.
0: Absolutely, a lot is. of states want you to give them uh, this, your game plan. Basically, you have to lay out your curriculum for your child, and if you're doing unschooling, how do you even do that? I mean, right. in many states. That might be illegal. And The idea of unschooling, of course, is to allow the child to decide its own uh, future. As one far as thing, education. I've
1: always sort of wondered is how do how do they know where a kid lives? Um, if, for instance, oh, it's
0: required,
2: you have to give it to the school district.
1: You've got to tell. Uh, but hold on. I don't think you do. Um, I, uh, here, and here's, let, me, let me make my point. Well, let me make my point real quick. Okay. And I'm, um, for instance, I live in New Hampshire. My, uh, my mom and uh, my in-laws live down in Florida. And my question is just sort of, well, if New Hampshire comes after me for saying, hey, you haven't filled out all the proper paperwork to have your kid homeschooled. And I say, well, my kid doesn't live here. He lives in Florida. And, and then, you know, at that point, it kind of befuddles them and they kind of they go away. I, I just uh, imagine it's very it's it's unlikely at that point that they would get the Florida people involved trying to hunt down where the kid is and that kind of thing. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. They like well, a kid, just because a to... kid, just because a kid happens to be in New Hampshire doesn't mean he, quote unquote, lives there. lives there.
0: Well, I see where you're coming from, Mark. But I think that they're counting on people to uh, be honest. Right. They're counting on
1: people to do as they're told. The government loves, uh, you know, servile little little surfs, they do right,
2: right. but see as you were talking about starting your own school you know and having you know so many students come in and charging you yeah, can't the do that because
0: NEA will
1: oh, yeah. not uh, we, we, understand, that. we understand that we, I think okay. Ian was talking about a, a future where uh, oh. people had more freedom in the area of education Wait, right.
0: you're telling me I can't just start a school up and have kids come
1: to my you know come to my home and they right. do have homeschool co-ops and those have different levels of legality right. in different states Yep. oh yeah Yeah,
2: there isn't freedom like you'd like to think there was. And it's because of the federal government and even state governments and then the NEA.
0: What's the NEA going to do if I open up uh, a school... And have kids come in and learn there. What are they going to well, do?
2: They aren't going to do anything, but they will go through the legislature to try and make it
0: illegal. Well, that's 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 fine. I'll I'll do it anyway. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Most people
1: won't. That's the and, problem
0: with most people. Well,
1: you know, you dump three hundred thousand dollars in opening your own school and then flush it down the toilet because cops will come in and shut you down. I mean, don't act like this. You know, don't act like that. That's a, a sacrifice that you're willing to make. Well, sometimes uh, people should be willing to. You don't have that kind of money.
0: If you're opening it in your own home, then you don't have to sacrifice that that much money. You already live there, so it's not like you're going out on a limb trying to open up some sort of a a branch or building or something like that. And uh, just let's let's go ahead and arm up the kids with some video cameras then uh, when the police come in to try to shut the school down and see how that goes. See what happens there. Yeah, you what see, parents you want
1: is activism. That's right. A if lot of people want just freedom, want
0: education. If you want freedom to educate, you're going to have to get active. Yeah. And begging for it isn't necessarily going to solve the problem. Agreed. So, People need to do something about it. We moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project because we care about freedom. We want to uh, achieve liberty in our lifetime. New Hampshire isn't the best homeschooling state, but it's certainly not the worst uh, homeschooling state. The homeschoolers here in New Hampshire are fairly active, but I don't know if they're pro- uh, that proactive. Like, if there's a new proposal to regulate homeschoolers, they'll come out of the woodwork. They'll go to the state house. They'll just swamp the state house with uh, with the kids and parents, and you know they'll speak up against it the last time they tried to regulate homeschoolers more in New Hampshire. They came out and they shot it down because of the homeschoolers coming out in support of it. But if those same people that would come out to defend their current status quo would actually do things proactively to achieve more homeschooling freedom uh, rather than just obediently following whatever the rules are, then I think that you would see uh, more improvements in the the homeschooling situation here. But what do I know? I don't have a kid. Are you going to fill out a curriculum, Mark, for the the state of New Hampshire with your son?
1: The state of New Hampshire doesn't own my child, and they're, you know, they don't, so, so as far as I'm concerned, I don't have any obligations to them.
0: Good. And I wouldn't even answer their question if they asked you, Where does your child live? I wouldn't even answer that question. There's no, you have no obligation to talk to them in the first place.
1: Let them see if they can figure it out. Don't give them any more information. You know, I, I don't know that they – I don't know who – how they they start with this, but I doubt there's a Department of Education car that you can really see, you know, pull up. So if somebody comes to the door, I wouldn't even know what they, what they wanted. You would have to answer, right? You wouldn't have to answer their questions. No. No.
0: Oh, you're asking about my son? That's none of your business. Goodbye. Anyway, let's talk to uh, Kirk, listening in Florida to WFLA in Tallahassee. Kirk, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, thanks very much. Hey. Uh, I was calling about your uh, education discussion, and I could not disagree more uh, with uh, your your talk versus public versus private education. Which part? When I think about education, it's, well, the idea that private would inherently be better than public. Well, it when is I better. Education,
1: well, I'm not saying it's inherent. I'm saying that it's generally true.
3: When I think of education in general, public or private, in my opinion, it's one of the most important things because it's directly correlated to voting. No matter how you feel about your government, positive or negative, the more educated you are, the much more likely you are to get involved. And so when I think when, – but when you look at world statistics, other nations' children are much better educated, even in public schooling, which indicates to me it's not necessarily a problem with public schooling, but how we go about it. No, it is a problem with public schooling because
0: there's stealing involved. And whenever you use force, there are always all kinds of nasty consequences that come out of, uh, come out of that. I'll give you an example. Uh, in India, I think it was there was, there was, there was a situation where people who were very, very poor were given the opportunity to send their kids to a private school. For the cost of like, you know, a buck a week or something like that. And these poor people who, even though they were able to send their kids to the free government schools, chose overwhelmingly to to send the money, to dig up, the scrounge up the money because a buck a week was a lot for them, to scrounge up the money to send their kids and we'll hang on to you, welcome to uh, continue your thoughts here in a moment, to send them their kids to these uh, private schools. And the private schools they actually gave away a whole bunch of scholarships just free education to other poor people they couldn't even scrounge the buck up uh to send their kids to that school why would they do that if public schools were such a good idea one 800 you can take control and bring up what you want it's free talk live more coming up is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. If you're on the lines right now, we'll do our best to get to you here in these remaining moments. If you're not, well, don't bother calling in because there are already people waiting their turn here. But if you can't get in tonight, don't worry about this. We do it every single night of the week. Mark hosts the Sunday uh, edition of the show uh, tomorrow night. So you can join him then uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern time over at freetalklive.com. And, of course, uh, we're on all week long as well. So get all the details over at freetalklive.com. And Mark, you and I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project back in 2006. Hundreds of other people have made the move since then and before then as well. Um, c- coming up on near 1,000 people in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, over 11,000 people have pledged to make the move. We're trying to get to 20,000 people who have taken that pledge. So if you like the idea of liberty happening in your lifetime, take the time, go to freestateproject.org, learn more about the Free State Project, get signed up, and start making plans to move yourself and your family and your business, if you've got one, up to uh, New Hampshire. And join the liberty activism movement up here, which is constantly growing and getting more exciting and and more interesting in in such a variety of different ways. We're talking about education. Of course, you don't have to talk about that. Uh, We've got Kirk – excuse me, Kirk is on the line in Florida listening to WFLA-FM, and Kirk had said – that he you know, wanted to point out that, well, it, it, it may not be public education the problem because, well, in some countries, public education is a lot better. In fact, a lot of places around the world, public education is better than it is here. Government education – I think it's a more accurate term – is uh, better than it is here in the United States. And one point uh, to make to that – and we'll let Kirk come back on here – is John Stossel did an excellent report. I think it was called Stupid in America, if I'm not mistaken. You can probably go find it on YouTube or something like that. Uh, Stupid in America, where he actually looked at other schools in places. I think one of them was Sweden. It was certainly one of the northern European uh, countries. And he found out that one of the reasons why their, their system was so much better, and there's multiple reasons, but one reason was that parents could actually choose which school to send their kids from the government schools.
1: That's got like... Vouchers or something, So right? just
0: have – I don't know if it was vouchers.
1: Vouchers, Essentially. Is,
0: vouchers is kind of a way for the government to control private schools with government money. But uh, they think were, government controls public schools? But they were actually able to – but that's what the voucher system is in the states. Just saying. Uh, but they were actually able to choose which government school to send their kids to. And so therefore, the government schools had to be somewhat more competitive than they otherwise would, thereby raising the quality of the education available because a, a parent could choose to take their kids out. Certainly competition. Um, so that makes a difference. Anyway, Kirk, go ahead with your thoughts.
3: Uh, well, to me, that's exactly my point. I mean, there are ways to work publication to make it really work. Um, but as far as why I would be hesitant to say a perfectly uh, private education, you know, if you could remove public education, the reason I think it would be a bad idea is that a working free market assumes you know, perfect information and competition. And there are a lot of places in America, rural places, where there wouldn't be competition, where you wouldn't have free market things, and a lot of kids would get failed. this education is so important, really... Really necessary that we give every kid this access. And so, if you have competition being one of those things, my guess is that parents like feeling involved in your government. So every kid,
1: every kid has access to education, but twenty percent of them graduate functionally illiterate. Um, I mean, I really kind of feel like it's we wrong. could, we, you couldn't really do much worse than that by getting rid of public schools. Wouldn't you agree?
3: Oh, no, not at all. Okay,
1: well, what about this part? What are you teaching children when you say it's okay to take my money, the money from my kid that would go to educate my kid, at the pain of losing my house in order to educate someone else's kid? What are you teaching children at that point?
3: Well, that's a philosophical agreement. You're teaching them to steal. You consider stealing philosophical? (laughs) You're you're considering, uh, well, the discussion there goes to the fact that we all rely on each other in a way that if we all didn't build the roads, no one would have the roads.
1: I don't know that that's true. There are a lot of private roads in, in this country, and roads were private prior, prior to the government taking them from people through eminent domain in a lot of cases. So um, I, I, I disagree that that's the case.
3: But there are a lot of cases where the free market will fail. Like I said, if you don't have the free market assumptions there where there's actually If the free market will only fail where the...
1: people don't demand something. So the free market per- perhaps uh, fails in the area of, say, crap pies because people don't want a lot of crap pies. But it doesn't fail to deliver every single time things that people demand. And I'll tell you, most people demand education for their kids.
0: So wait a minute. Your best claim is that if we didn't have government schools, somebody in a rural area wouldn't be able to send their kid to school?
3: No, my but my my argument isn't that it would scale in only if you're selling crap pies. My argument is that rural kids, which there are a lot, especially. Um, don't have competition. First of all, because well, it's probably one horse town where there's only one school. Well,
0: wait, a and hold on a second. All, wait a minute. Who are you to say there would only be one school, Kirk? I mean, if I'm in a smaller town, he
1: thinks that schools have to have a thousand students in them. And the fact is, most schools likely would be small places like they used to be before. Right. You're and looking kids, at, and and kids would get the attention of a you know t- t- ten or fifteen yeah, or twenty kids. Exactly. Would get the attention of the, a teacher.
0: You're jumping to the conclusion, Kirk, that things would be exactly as they are today. Is how as far as how schools are structured, and that's absolutely absurd.
3: No, no, I don't think I'm to that conclusion at all. Even if you have smaller schools, you would still have that same problem. But there are a lot of areas, even with a small population, where... It's, they still have, have internet in connectivity.
1: Not- Technology um, handles this issue. That You still have internet connectivity. The fact is, I made the statement, and I believe that this is true, that, that PBS is more effective in teaching kids elementary education than elementary school. Look, Kirk.
3: At the same time, that only works for the parents who are inclined enough to do that sort of thing, which sort sure of goes to what is my main overarching point that I was hoping to make, was that the problem isn't necessarily the public versus the private thing. Oh, so I certainly believe their plans where private would work better. But I think the issue is, in public education, my guess would be that parents aren't inclined enough. Some parents aren't inclined enough. That- to actually go to the, the government go to the school board meetings and improve their own school but system. those kids those
1: kids are never going to be well educated because their parents don't value education and sadly they're thrown in classes and with other people's kids that do value at least uh, you know some medially leave value education and they bring down sadly the education level of the whole school uh, the whole school the whole so class and that is why American education is deteriorating because kids who do not want to be there are forced to be there they're turned into little prisons
3: but that's exactly where the blame should be placed the blame should be placed on people not incentivizing people not enjoying it but the blame shouldn't be fact placed on the fact that it's public i blame, blame stealing
1: i blame the the fact that people will advocate stealing from their neighbors in order to give to causes that they think you know it's not generous to take my money to pay for something it's generous if you take your money and pay for something
0: and that's what you're advocating kirk you are advocating stealing
1: right no Oh well, how are you going no, to no, fund? You owe it to him because you were born in America. How
0: are you going to fund your government schools without stealing?
3: If you view it as stealing, then yes, but it's not. Well, stealing. when you take when something community that's community not yours, like what is? What's good. it
0: called when you take something that's not yours?
3: But when if it's a community good in the first place. I don't know what really that means. When you the take community
1: is when you get enough of your friends around that can uh, that can harm some person to a you know a terrible extent that you can actually steal their house and there's nothing they can do so about if 50 per, it. It's if, not stealing if you can get enough people on your side. So
0: if 70 percent of the people in the right. area want to take money – let's say you live in a uh, you know an area where 70 percent of the people want to take away 30 percent of the people's wealth so they can uh, you know educate their kids or whatever. That's not stealing because they voted
3: for it? That's not the same thing.
1: Well, what if what if eighty percent of the population votes to enslave twenty percent of the population because their skin color is darker?
3: Hardly the same thing. Oh, but it's
1: community standards. This community wants that.
3: Indeed. Well, well, community. Then it must be good. Should should majority rule? In certain cases, yes. Oh, in the cases, oh, the you, cases just,
0: you like. You think is a should elect this guy curtain. as king. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Let's continue here. Ladies uh, coming first here. Sally is listening in McConnelsburg to weeo FM. Hello Sally, you're on Free Talk
7: Live. Hi. Hey Sally. Um I actually called about something I heard you say earlier. Yeah. Um I wanted to ask about it, but first before I uh, make ask you that question. Um I'd like to ask something else
0: well you only have one time for one question so get one out
7: okay uh you were talking about the tax school taxes and mm-hmm. um how they go to pay for your child or whose child to go to school yeah. my taxes are going to pay for somebody else's child because i have no children correct so how do you account for that when you're with all those Things you were saying, it, it's like you don't. Are you, even are you asking that the question the of
0: how? Is. Are you asking the question of how people would be able to send their kids to school without having other people who don't have kids paying
1: into the system?
7: No, I just didn't hear that in your argument. That you were making it's, it. As far as I'm concerned,
1: that, if for instance you you hate children, you shouldn't be forced to educate them. But if you like the idea of educating kids, you should be allowed to donate to uh, you know need based scholarship
7: so programs. So I not have to pay school taxes. No.
0: I mean, You should be able That's to give money saying. to kids if you want to. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Ashley listening in Tallahassee. Ashley, you're on Free Talk Live, also listening to WFLA.
5: Hi,
3: guys. I just wanted to call and let Kirk know um, that here in Tallahassee we have a number of private schools that have been around for over a decade, and um, I know this because I have a daughter and I've looked into them, and they're all very highly rated and lottery-based, or you have to get on a waiting list, so obviously they're doing very Well, here in the Tallahassee community. But um, personally, we're um, unschooling. We have a really great homeschooling, secular homeschooling network here in Tallahassee. Do you
0: have to jump through a lot of hoops in order to unschool in Florida? Oh, she dropped. I guess she figured we were all done with our show. Which is some music. Because we are done with the show uh, for tonight. But Mark's back tomorrow for the uh, live Sunday. I'm very
1: interested in unschooling, and I think people should look into it. It's kind of neat stuff.
0: At freetalklive.com. If you didn't get on tonight, call us back tomorrow night. We'll talk to you then. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend.